0: In the 6th century, St. Benedict wrote his famous Rule, a guide for ordering life in a new monastic community. The rule outlined norms, customs, and expectations that would define life together in this new community. And as you can probably guess, it is a long document. It runs for 77 chapters of various length. Many of the chapters are about spiritual virtues and liturgical customs, Chapter 7, on humility. Chapter 20, on reverence and prayer. Many of the chapters deal with practical matters of just living. Chapter 32, on the tools and property of the monastery. Chapter 41, at what hours meals should be taken. And some of the chapters sound like they were directed at a particular person whose name was omitted just to keep things civil. Chapter 42, that no one speak after Compline. Chapter 68, If a Sister is Commanded to do Impossible Things. When we read old documents like this, our tendency is to think of them as interesting artifacts. They give us an idea what it was like to be an Italian monk in the 6th century, but don't actually take its advice seriously. But occasionally, the veil of history parts and a ray of illumination shines through. In chapter 4, Benedict offers one such piece of advice that feels fitting to reflect on this Ash Wednesday. Benedict writes, quote, keep death daily before one's eyes. If that sounds like a rather odd piece of advice, it's probably because there doesn't seem to be any alternative. It's often hard to keep death away from our eyes at all. Just as a curiosity, as I was writing this yesterday morning, I opened the homepage of a national newspaper, and these were the main headlines. Quote, South Korea nears 1,000 virus cases and Iran reports at least 15 deaths. Violence in Delhi and praise for Modi's efforts on religious freedom. Egyptian ruler whose reign reached a bloody climax with Arab Spring dies at 91. Prison guards brutally beat an inmate, his family says. Hours later, he killed himself. I could go on, but you get the point. So why is Benedict saying that we should keep death daily before our eyes? You could be justified in thinking that Benedict's advice is just out of date. Maybe a group of monks living in the beautiful Italian countryside do need to be reminded of death every now and again. But for those of us who experience life as an endless barrage of breaking news and push notifications, none of which ever seem to be breaking or pushing anything good, we don't need to be reminded of death all that much. Except we kind of do. Because at some point, we stop being scandalized by death. It just becomes a kind of white noise in the background of our lives, something that gets accepted, taken for granted, and written off as just normal. We write off death in any of its forms as just the way things are. We rationalize it. We rationalize poverty. We tell ourselves we would help people in need, but there are some people you just can't help because they'll spend it on booze. We rationalize sexism. If you followed the Weinstein trial this week, you saw a textbook example of how misogyny gets dismissed as eccentricity if you have enough money. We rationalize racism. Consider how often we use the names of cities as a coded way to talk about race while not really talking about it. And we rationalize death itself. One of our neighboring funeral homes that I won't name because I don't want to get in trouble has a slideshow that they play during wakes sometimes that shows a computer animation of a tree with leaves falling down. And as the leaves fall down, the screen reads something to the effect of Passing away is the giving of memories in the river of time that brings new seeds to life. Maybe that makes some people feel better, I don't know. Benedict had it right. We look at death all day, but we don't really see it. We glance at it, but we rarely keep it before our eyes. So why does Benedict want us to pay attention to it? Well, there's a hint in today's reading from 2 Corinthians where St. Paul encourages his listeners not to accept the grace of God in vain. And when we think about accepting the grace of God in vain, we're Lutherans, we probably think about works. It means having faith and then going off and doing work somewhere else. When we do the invitation to Lent, I'll give you a list of works, fasting, prayer, almsgiving, Those are all the kind of works you do to have true faith. But Benedict would tell us something else, something much more provocative. That we accept the grace of God in vain when we don't keep death daily before our eyes. In other words, we cheapen resurrection when we rationalize death. In the light of the resurrection, we can see things how they actually are. So let me give you one example of how this ties into how we observe Lent as a church together. We're used to thinking about Lent as a process. We have Ash Wednesday, Passion Sunday, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Easter. And we think chronologically, we try to reenact it. We go from death to life, crucifixion to resurrection. And when you get to Easter, that's it. You start over in ten and a half months the next year. But the season of Lent is a season of repentance, turning around. So what if we turn this around? Not just a journey from death to life, but from death to life and then back to death. To experience the grace of God in vain is to fail to return to the places that are still full of death, where the light of the resurrection hasn't quite dawned yet. In some ways, we can only truly see death in the light of Easter. St. Paul even alludes to this in this letter when he describes his work as a missionary. And how's it going? Not great. It's afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, and hunger. He calls it what it is. He says it's pretty miserable. He doesn't try to rationalize it away as, well, I'm a pretty light sleeper and I'm not all that hungry and, you know, riots introduce you to some interesting people. No, he says it's bad. But what else does he say? He says that now is the day of salvation, meaning Jesus is present with him even in his suffering. It's only when you get the present tense, now is the day of salvation, that the end of the reading becomes clear. We are dying and see we are alive, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, as poor, yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing everything. That's the difference between rationalizing death and redeeming it. We rationalize death when we say it isn't so bad, but we redeem death when we trust that God is present there. So what does that mean for us? It should mean that Lent is not a season of self-flagellation or pious fasting, but an invitation to pay attention, to sit still, maybe even if just metaphorically. To look at death, to look at sin, to look at evil in the world, and call it what it is. To look at death not to make ourselves sad or morose because it's Lent and we're supposed to feel guilty, but because we believe that Christ is present there too. So as you come forward to receive ashes tonight, that's what I want you to remember. Not that you're theoretically going to die someday. Not that you should feel some made-up sense of guilt and shame about your life. But that our struggles, our doubts, our anxieties, and even our deaths are kept daily before the eyes of God. And that even when we return to dust, Christ is there to meet us. Keep death daily before your eyes, St. Benedict tells us. For we are dying, and see, we are alive. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Moon and all stars, we praise you, O God. Blessed and holy Trinity.